Heavenly Father, we just thank you for another day, God. We thank you for just the rising of the sun this morning and just breathing life into our bodies, Lord. We just thank you, Father. We glorify you on this morning. We say hallelujah to you. We thank you, Lord. Lord, I just ask for each person, God, that is on this prayer line, and even for myself, Father, that um, you forgive us, God, for our sins, our transgressions, and our iniquities, Father, that you clean us today. Father, clean our hearts and our ears and our eyes, God, that um, whatever our hands and feet have done, Father, in the past that we did not repent of. Father, we just ask for a washing in the blood of Jesus this morning, that our bodies can receive what you have for us this morning in Sunday school and also in Sunday service. Father, just throughout the day, not just because we're on the prayer line, but whatever we do today, Father, allow us to be used by you, allow us to be cleansed by you, that we can be vessels, Father, to glorify your kingdom, to edify one another. Father, we thank you for the lesson that is going to go forth today. We thank you for just the words, God, of encouragement, the words of hope, the words of um, of victory, Father. <clears throat> Excuse me. The words of victory, God. We know that there is victory in you. We know there is peace in you, Father. So I just ask, God, that every person that Um, is on the prayer line right now, God, that you just give them peace, Father. Give them peace in the name of Jesus. Father, let everything around them be still, God, so that you can speak to them, Father, like never before. Father, I thank you in advance, God, because we know that you are mighty. We know that you are faithful. We know that you are giving and loving and merciful and graceful unto us, Father, that we don't even deserve what you give us, God, but we thank you in advance for it. We thank you that Even today, Father, the things that we went through the night before or the week before, God, that you have been faithful with us, that you have not left us nor forsaken us, God. So we thank you for that. Lord, we just lift up our holy hands to you today. We lift up our hearts to you today, Father, and we just cry out hallelujah to you today. 
We just come with praise on our lips, God, or worship in our hearts, Father, that our minds are clear, God, because of the peace that you have given us on this morning, God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your faithfulness to us, God. We thank you for it. So, Lord, any person that's on the prayer line right now, Father, I speak healing into their body. Speak healing into their mind, Father. Depression, you have to leave. Suicide, you have to leave. Um, Disturbance from the enemy has to leave right now in the name of Jesus. I speak peace into your mind. Speak peace into your brainwaves in the name of Jesus. I speak the healing throughout your entire body, every muscle, ligament. Every cell, I speak to them, and I tell you to line up with the power of God, line up with the word of God, that you are made whole according to your faith. Lord, I speak to your people, God. I speak to them, their bodies, their minds. I speak to their hearts, God. Hallelujah. I speak to the hearts of your people, Father, that they can love the way you love us, God, that we, as our hearts are being clean, God, that they are being um let go of in hardened places, Father. Those places are being uh, just softened, God, in the name of Jesus, that anything in us, Father, that don't want to forgive somebody or we're being stubborn or we feel like we're being done wrong, Father, I ask a cleansing of our heart right now in the name of Jesus. Renew a right spirit in us, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Father. We praise you for it, Father. So, Father, as the Sunday school lesson goes forth, I ask that you speak through me, God. I ask that my mouth, Father, be closed, my flesh be closed. The Holy Spirit, I activate you inside of me. And I ask that you give the people what you want me to give and not what I want to give. Father, I thank you for just choosing me on this morning, Father, to speak your word. Father, I do not take this lightly, but I am so honored, God, to bless your people by your words. So, Father, gird me up, hide me behind the cross, Father, and clear my mind, God. Peace be still all around us this morning. Peace be still. Peace be still in the name of Jesus. Lord, we praise you and we magnify you and we glorify you, Father, because you deserve all of our praise. You deserve all of it, God, and we thank you for it. In your son's matchless name, Jesus Christ, amen. Good morning, saints. Good morning. This is Lady Brooks of Judah Sanctuary of Praise. Um, This morning I will be teaching Sunday school. Um, My assignment this morning um, was to talk about being born again, a new life in Christ. Um, I am honored to be under Apostle Keith J. Brooks, um, and I am my brother's keeper. I definitely am my brother's keeper. This morning, I'm born again in a new life in Christ. As I said, this was my assignment given to me. Um, the scriptures I will be coming from is Galatians 2, um, chapter 2, verse 20, and Romans 8, 1, verses 1 and 2. Again, that's Galatians 2 and 20, Romans 8, 1 and 2. Um, and it reads, I am crucified with Christ. I'm sorry, this is Galatians 2, 20. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit, of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free 
from the law of sin and death. Again, this morning, my assignment was born again in a new life in Christ. Galatians 2.20 talks about I am crucified with Christ. Crucifying means that I died. I died with Christ. You died with Christ. Um, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we announce and we profess it out of our mouths, when we live it, it's saying that we no longer are living for ourselves because we died. We may not have died the death that Christ died on Calvary Cross, but there was a death that, that happened within us. And some of us, I know we can, we can testify that when we died, it was painful. Like I said, it may not have been to the extent of Calvary's cross, but it was our cross. And that in itself could have been painful. Whatever you've been through, whatever um, things that were hindering you from understanding that you are not Lord, that you are not Christ, that you are not a God, but that you realize that God, that Christ died for you. It says, nevertheless, I live. That nevertheless is in spite of this. In spite of me dying in Christ, with Christ, with Christ, in spite of me dying, I live. You say, how do you do that? Because it's not a physical death, it's a spiritual death. Spiritually, inside of me, I, I said to myself, you said to yourself that you didn't want to be who you were. You weren't happy with what you were doing. You were um, disappointed. Whatever the words you want to use, you knew that whatever you were, you were jacked up. You were a messed up individual. And you knew that you had to die because something in you had to be greater, which is Christ. But it says, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. So it's not me. So even though I've died and I, I died with Christ, now I'm saying, but I'm choosing. I, but it's Christ that lives in me. It's no longer Yvette. It's no longer um, whoever's on the prayer line. Put your name there. It's not me. It's not I. It's not uh, Yvette, but Christ that liveth in me. So when I died with Christ and then I live, but it's Christ that liveth in me, meaning that everything I do is what Christ does. Everything I do is the way God says to do it. See, when we have Christ living in us, there's some things and places that we don't go to, some things that we don't do, and words that we don't say. Um, there's a, a attitude we don't have. There's a demeanor that we don't possess. There are things in us that when we got crucified with Christ, I am crucified with Christ, but Christ lives in me. There's some things about us that starts looking like Christ. It starts looking like a new life. It starts looking brand new to people. That's why people say when you get saved, when you first get saved, you hear it all the time. Something's different about you. You're not talking the same. You're not acting the same. Why you don't want to go over here with us? You used to go over here with us. There, because now I understand, we understand that if we have truly been crucified with Christ, if we have truly um, put up our hands and we've surrendered unto him, with him, then there, uh, there's something in us that changes. See, we can say with our mouths that we surrender. We can say with our mouths that we've been crucified with Christ. But it's not until we allow Christ to live in us that that light is able to be seen. And not be seen, and this isn't, I'm not talking about being seen by other people. I'm talking about being seen by you. There, there, you, if you, I don't know how long you've been saved, but there was times, and even now, just two days ago, I realized, wow, there, there, there's something inside of me. 
There's something bigger in me than just me. So when we're talking about a new life in Christ, this is not just a new life because I say I love Jesus. This is not a new life because I say I go to church. But this is a new life because it is in Christ. Christ liveth in me. I don't do anything. I don't want to do those things anymore because there's Christ liveth in me. So anything that I do is an extension of what Jesus would have done. It's an extension of what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do. Now, it says, and the life which I know now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God. So, you know, we, we have these earthly bodies that we, we, we struggle with because uh, we go through things, and these things are real. They're so real. And they are painful, and they are hurtful, and they are... They make our flesh cry out. And so when we do those things, it's real to us. So sometimes when we, when we are so um, encompassed by what is uh, happening to us, to our flesh, um, we, we sometimes lose sight of the Son of God. We, so we, we lose sight of Jesus. We lose sight that there is a Holy Spirit in us that will guide us, that will tell us what to do, that will give us direction. But it says that, which I now live in the flesh. So I'm, even though I've died, I've, I've been crucified with Christ, and I live, I don't live with me, I live with Christ inside of me, but I still have to live in the flesh. I hope you caught that. I ho- you still have to live in the flesh, but because you live in the flesh and because Christ lives in you, you can live by faith of the Son of God. Jesus had all kinds of faith. He had, he had faith. So if Christ is living in us, if we're doing what the Holy Spirit is telling us to do, if we are depending on the Holy Spirit to guide us, then we will live by faith because it's the only thing you have. See, when we're living in this flesh, when we're living on, on this earthly uh, plane, this earthly realm, that's the only thing we have. We only have our flesh, I mean our, our faith. We live by faith because everything that we do, we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know the outcome of it. When God uh, puts us through something or we're going through something, we, the, the reason why we get so distracted and we think that um, because we can't see the ending of it. It's easy when you know the outcome of it. See, it's like a child who learns math, um, and it's the first time that they've ever heard, uh, you know, six plus six. Well, it's scary to them because, oh, I know what 2 plus 2 is, and I know what 4 plus 4 is, I know what 5, but I don't know what 6 plus 6 is. It could be scary to somebody who's never seen it. But when they learn, every time they see that 6 plus 6, they'll say 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. Well, when we are walking in this earthly realm and we are living by faith, we we may not see it, but we'll know. God has delivered us before. We have been here before. May not even been in the same situation, may not be the same people, but we've been in this place before where we've had to live by faith. So when we talk about a new life in Christ, we are living by faith. That's all we're doing every single day of our lives. Everything that we do, we live by faith. We use the example of the chair. When you sit down in your chair, when you picked up your phone this morning, you just knew your phone was going to be on. It was going to work. 
You know, when you sat down, wherever you sat down, it was going to work. When you went to bed last night, you didn't, you didn't wonder. You didn't go and inspect the screws or um, you may, well, you may have an air mattress, but you didn't go and look for holes in the air mattress. Wherever you laid at, you didn't go inspect that. You had faith that it was going to hold up. Well, that's the same thing we do in this flesh. We have faith, even though we're, we're in this fleshly body. And as, as wretched as it may be, we live by faith of the Son of God. It ain't of uh, my mama, of my grandmama, of uh, my daddy or my uncle. It is of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The other day, uh, my son Kendall, our son Kendall, I wanted to watch Passion of the Christ. And I said, really? You want to watch that? And he said, Mom, I love that movie. And I was like, you love it? And he was like, yeah, I love that movie. And he said, I think I've watched it at least 50 times. And I'm thinking, when have I ever seen you watch it? So clearly he's in his room or on his phone or something. And I didn't know he was watching The Passion of the Christ that much. But it was like 8 o'clock in the morning the other morning. And he said, he came in the room and said, Mom, you want to watch Passion of the Christ with me? And I was like, Sure. And we got to the scene, if anybody has seen the movie, where they were uh, beating Jesus. They were tearing his flesh. They were spitting on him. They were just beating him. And I watched Kendall, and his face got so attentive like he had never seen the movie before. And he looked, and I said, you okay? Because I'm thinking, man, this, you know, it's too hard for me to take. And he said, Mom, I love this scene. And I'm thinking, what? Why do you love it? He said, oh, this is my favorite scene, Mom. He said, this is my favorite scene, and when Jesus goes, I'm going to have to carry the cross up to the, to, the, um, to the mountain. This is what he tells me. And I said, okay. I said, why? Why would this be your favorite scene? And how he, caught, how he carried the cross, why would those two be your favorite scene? And he says to me, because in these two scenes, uh, the entire movie, it shows how much he loved me. And I was shook because 15 years old, out of the mouth of babe, he said the most gruesome part of that movie, the most part that you want to hide your face from, the, the part that brings you tears, he is so intently looking at it because he says out of the entire movie, it shows me how much he loved me. Isn't that awesome that when we have a new life in Christ, it's because he loved me and he gave himself for me? He gave himself for me. Have you ever done something for somebody and you just felt like it wasn't appreciated? Or you did something for somebody and they were so appreciative and you thought it was just the smallest thing? It makes you feel some type of way. A new life in Christ, being born again. You know, and I wanted to, I thought, well, Lord, should I talk about, like, being saved or just, and, and, and most people who come to Sunday school, you already say, you just, you're trying to get some more information. So, so the Lord said, no, that's not, the, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is having a new life, a new life in Christ who loved me and gave himself for me. So not only am I being crucified with him, not only am I allowing him to live within me, and not only am I living by faith of the Son of God, who loved me. He gave himself for me. There, there's, there's a feeling of awe, a feeling of, wow. I'm living this new life in Christ because he loved me, because he gave himself for me. 
When we completely surrender ourselves to God, there's no limit to what we do and what we are willing to do. When we, when we begin this new life in Christ, it, um, we've all been there. We have so much zealness for God. We're just like, we got to go. We go hard for Jesus. You know, everybody going to know that I got saved and everybody going to get saved and everybody going and everywhere we go, we just, God, God, Jesus, Jesus, he's our Savior, he's our Savior, he's our Savior. Man, in the beginning, it's just Jesus, 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 Jesus. And the older we get and the older we get, it becomes less Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And now it's church, church, church. And I'll pray if somebody calls me or I'll encourage, but I'm not going to go out my way. I'm not going to do anything that... Um, could be, you know, they're thinking, oh, I'm a, I'm a Jesus freak. But Jesus gave up his life for us so that we can have a new life. So when we completely surrender ourselves to God, when we understand what Jesus did for us, we understand why we have a new life, then there is no limit to what we will do. There's no limit to it, even if it means that it hurts the fleshly part of us even if it means that we have to go through some pain in us. A new life in Christ doesn't mean that everything's great, that everything um, is going to work out for you in your favor. A new life in Christ is just that it's in Christ. It's no longer yours. It's not your life. It's a new life in Christ. That means you never even embarked on this. You never even, you never went on this journey before in Christ. You just know what you know from the day before you got saved and before that. But this is, a, this, is, this is a whole new realm of who you are in Christ. So it, even if it means it, it hurts our fleshly part, we will um, we'll, we'll, we'll allow ourselves to be crucified with Christ because we understand why he did it. Well, let's take, let me take that back. We don't understand why he did it. We understand what he did. We understand that he died for us because he loved us. He gave himself for us. It was his assignment for a new life, Romans 8, 1 and 2. Therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the death of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin. Living a new life with no condemnation, condemnation is hard. It's hard because the first thing the enemy does, because he's an accuser of the brethren, day and night in Revelations, he, 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 we can't forgive ourselves for the bad that we've done, the horrible, the evil that we've done. So we struggle. We struggle with Christ dying for our sins. We, under, we read it and we are convicted by it, but it's hard for us to, um, I don't want to, it's hard for us to agree that he did it. I, I know that sounds confusing, but when I say agree, I mean like it's hard for our mind and our heart and our flesh and our spirit to come in agreement that Christ died for our sins. So what we have is we have this war inside of us. We have this war that there is condemnation. There is, um, you, I can't believe you did that. Oh, no, I can't. Oh, no, I can't be found out about that. Oh, no, but there's no condemning us when we when we become new, when we have given ourselves to Christ, and, and listen to what it says. It says, there is therefore no, now no condemnation to them which are in 
Christ Jesus. See, we're in him. It's not he and us. We're in him. Our new life is in Christ. He, he, everything that we have is in him. It's not our own doing. So there's a war that rages on inside of us, our mind and our hearts. And uh, we be in prayer, and it's like, you know, the, the Satan come, demons will come and be like, I can't believe you over here praying. No, you didn't. Not not when you just did what you just did, and now you on your knees or you bowing your heads asking for forgiveness. You asking for you you trying to repent. I don't know why you repenting. You just you gonna do mess up tomorrow. But God is telling us there's no condemnation. There's therefore no condemnation who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Are we gonna mess up? Yes. We're not perfect. There's gonna be a whole bunch of times you may you may you may already messed up, and it's eight forty eight in the morning or whatever time it is, wherever you're at, it's still early in the morning. You may have already messed up before you got on the prayer line. But there's no condemnation in it. So see, what, what would have happened is if you messed up and you still didn't press your way to go after the spirit, you still didn't press your, man, I, done, I already started cussing, I, done, I already started drinking, I already started doing this, oh, I just left the club, I just left his bed, her bed. And then you say to yourself, I ain't getting on Bible study. Our Sunday school, I'm not, I'm not worthy to do that. I'm shameful because that's what the enemy wants us to do. When we, when he, he don't see. This is the thing. He don't care about us loving God. He don't even care about us working for God. What he cares about is our surrender to God. What he cares about us is after, if we're after the Spirit. See, when we want the Holy Spirit in us, that's what he's concerned about because he understands what kind of power the Holy Spirit has. He understands that the power that we have in us resurrected Jesus Christ. So he understands that if we, we, we tap into that power, that's the problem. So he's going to always condemn us. So when we have a new life in Christ, I want to say today, you have freedom. You don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to go through what you're doing. You, you have freedom. Let's go for it because um, my time is limited here. So, and I want to I say this. We say the, that Satan is accuser of the brethren, and that's in Revelation. But I also want to make you mindful and put this in, in, in your spirit is that there are people who, who are around you that will also remind you of who you are or what you used to do. And what they'll do is they'll hide it behind a laugh. But, see, what you need to understand is that person means you no good. Because if that person truly understood who you are in Christ, if they understood who they were in Christ, they wouldn't be an accuser of you either. Because some people don't understand that uh, when you've experienced your breakthrough and your deliverance and because they have not had that same experience or can't get to that point, they become the accuser. They, they, they keep reminding you that who you are. And your brain will take that and say, you're right. I don't even know why I'm acting like I don't even know why I'm shouting like that in church. I don't even know why I'm crying out to God. I don't even, oh, no, you're right. I don't, I, you're right. I should be shamed. And I'm telling you, that's not the way it works with God. That's not the way it works in Christ. If you're after Christ, you're supposed to have freedom. You ain't supposed to be bound anymore. You're not supposed to be bound by what people say or what people do or, or what Satan is saying about you. You are clean. You are born again. That means you get a start over. You get a reset. And this morning I want to tell you, reset. Reset it. You don't have to, you don't have to stay back there. Yeah, you did some jacked up stuff. And guess what? And guess some of them consequences are still going on right now. But you got to pick yourself up and you got to say, I, I have a new 
life in Christ. I have a new life in Christ. So this morning I just want to encourage you that uh, walk in your freedom. Brother, sister, walk in your freedom. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free, has made me free from the law of sin and death. It's made me free. The spirit of life that Jesus gave me, the spirit of life that he gave up for me, has made me free from the law of sin and death. You mess up? Okay, pick yourself up, keep going. But don't be shameful. Don't stay there. Don't, don't stay in that place. Don't stay in that place of condemnation because you'll never grow in that place of condemnation. That place is dark. That place is lonely. So you, you continually walk. You, I, I, and I don't know why. It seems like the last couple of Sundays, God just keeps talking to me about action, action, action. You have to walk. Not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There's something that you have to do. You can't just sit there and think that, oh, it's just going to be done. No, God is expecting us to do some stuff. He expects us to walk. Not after the flesh, but after the spirit. He wants you to not, not and I'm not talking about walking down the street. I'm talking about in your mind, in your heart. We, we're, not, we're not chasing after the flesh. We are chasing after things of God. So that means we're going to have to open our Bible. That means we're going to have to pray. That means we're going to have to call saints that we trust and believe to pray for us. But we will not sit in condemnation. So this morning I want to speak to you and I want to tell you, I want to encourage you that you are free. Break out of your prison. Break out of your mind. Let the Holy Spirit live in you. He's there. He wants to be activated. He wants to give you a new beginning. You've been living mediocre. You've been living below excellence. And our God is excellent. You've been living beneath that. So it's time to raise up. It's time to raise your level of excellence. Raise that bar. Clear your mind. Get free. Because that's what he says. He says it's made me free from the law of sin and death. You're not bound anymore. You're not in jail anymore. You have a new life in Christ. So live out your new life. That's like you got an old raggedy car outside, and it it barely chugging along. But then uh, you you got a brand new 2020 out there, and you just refuse to go drive that. Well, I just I'm just gonna keep this, and I'm just, I'm just gonna keep chugging along. But God is saying, I gonna gave you a whole new big body truck out there, 2020, unlimited gas, unlimited unlimited, and you just keep choosing to live in this body into this place that is condemned, is no longer a value, it's no longer a. a doing you any good, but in the same driveway, in the same driveway, you have a 2020, and you refuse to do it. That's what we are doing. If you, if you choose to stay in that condemned place and you don't want freedom, that's what it looks like. And you would say to yourself, now, that's silly. Well, that's what I'm telling you this morning. The devil has made you believe some silly things. People around you have made you believe some silly things. So this morning, live a new life in Christ. Be free. Get some deliverance. Get some breakthroughs. Heck, call somebody. Call me. We'll pray you on through. Call, call somebody. Tell them. I've been living beneath my means. I mean, not means. I've been living beneath what God wants me to live. I've been living beneath excellence because I'm so afraid of this new life. It's better over here being condemned. I feel shame. Heck, I done did all kind of stuff I feel shameful for. But I understand that I can't stay in that place because why? because there's so much more that I want from God and that he wants from me. So, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this lesson this morning. We thank you for um, your words of encouragement for a new life, God, that we will not just chug along, God, but we will uh, 
We will live a new life in you. We will not sit in condemnation, but we will be free. Father, we thank you right now for uh, just who you are, God, in our lives and showing us this this morning. So, Father, I speak life into your people, whoever is being condemned, whoever has somebody in their ear, whether it be Satan uh, or someone close to them. I bind that up in the name of Jesus. I bind it up, and I tell their mind to be still and focus on you, Father. So, Father, we praise you and we magnify you on this morning. Thank you in Jesus' name, amen. Is there any questions this morning? Everybody, good morning, First Lady. Uh, good this morning. Is Brother TD. How are you today? Yes, sir. I good. am well. How hey, are you, sir? Thank you for asking. I'm blessed. The good Lord gave me that wake-up call this morning, so I'm all right. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, I, I got I to gotta say, you know, sometimes the simplest of things that people can say can mean a whole lot in a person's life. And you saying what you just said this morning, <laughs> Jesus, I have been battling with this for a while, that I feel like I'm not good enough. And that really touched my spirit this morning. And everything because, yes, the devil, even though it may not seem like he is there because you're chugging along, but, yes, the mind is a powerful tool. It can play tricks on you because, yes, you do and say things as you go throughout your daily journey and everything, and then you feel like, man, God is mad at me. He ain't going to – I hate to keep apologizing. I, I, keep, I hate to keep repenting. But, yes, I feel like that sometimes. And I know I'm probably not the only one, but, yes, what you said, yes, you got to keep pushing. You got to keep, you know, uh, staying faithful and, 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 and talking to God and, and asking him to forgive because the flesh, it, it has a strong hold on us because, yes, that's what we're in. And we're trying to get the Holy Spirit in and, the devil doesn't want the Holy Spirit to come in because if the Holy Spirit is in there, then he can't get in there. And so he keeps your mind stirred up because you could be sitting here doing one thing, and then your mind just goes off on another thing, and then another thing, and then another thing. And you're sitting there wondering, why is this happening? Because it's clouding your mind trying to keep you from focusing on God and what God has for you. And it's a struggle. So, saints, everybody out there, man, keep pushing forward because that is what's yeah. going on. You, you got to want it. You got you to go and seek because it's not just going to come to you. It's there for you. We all just got to do what we got to do and go for it and, and, and try to keep blocking out all the things that the adversary keeps throwing at us and everything. And I just had to say first day, that one right there hit me like a ton of bricks right there because those words are so true. Thank you for that message. You're very welcome, Brother T.D. Praise God. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Anyone morning, else? This is Keisha. This is Keisha. Good, good morning. morning. And I was sitting here just picking – good morning. I was sitting here picking, just picking back off of T.D., and I was sitting here like, my God, out of eight years being saved, I have never heard it be broke down so simple. And I have read those scriptures over and over and over again, but really knowing that – um, that we are in Christ, and then knowing, and and also to Brother TD, I was just doing this last night. I of nowhere, I just, you know, just say, God, I trust, I have faith in you, God. I have faith in you. 
and you died for me. And just like reminding myself and reminding God that I know what he did. Why he did it, I don't know, but he did it for us. And um, I, I, I was just like, my God, Lord, I was just, I'm just so thankful. So that was, that was, that was awesome. Simple, just simple. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Keisha. Anyone else? All right, well, let's prepare our hearts and our minds for our Sunday service at 930. Uh, please remember, stay on the line so you can um, take communion today, um, also after the service. Um, let's just get our hearts and mind right today. You know, I thought to myself today, like, Lord, we're not in the building anymore, but we know, you know, we know that we are the building. But we should be able to have a, a praise and a worship inside of us, even when we're on the prayer line. So this morning, when we hang up, I want everybody to put on some praise music, some worship music. Just get in that. Because you know what I believe? I believe, I, I do believe what God says. When two or three in the midst, he is there. He is in the midst of us. So if two or three of us can get on, get some worship on, get some praise on, get our shout on, by the time 930 comes, we'll be having some church online because it will already set the atmosphere. I'm at my house. I'm in Middletown, and you may be in Dayton or you may be in Cincinnati, but what you're doing there will set the atmosphere for here. You understand that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you are. When you're setting an atmosphere, an atmosphere is to be set. God doesn't care about state lines. He don't care about county lines. He don't care about addresses. The atmosphere is set for him to go forth. So I just this morning I encourage everybody on the prayer line. I don't know how many people we have, but get get off the prayer line. Go listen to some music. Go um, pray. Go shout. Go scream. Go dance. Go do whatever you need to do uh, because that's what we would be doing before the service anyway. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. And um, uh, get on the prayer line at 930. God bless you. Love you. Love you.
Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for being who you are, God. Father, I come before you, Lord God, asking for forgiveness for any sin, transgression, or iniquity, God. Anything said, done, thought, or even felt that's not right, God. I repent and ask for your forgiveness, Lord. Now, Father, we come before you, Lord Jesus, giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Father, I bow down before you, Lord God, and I worship your name, Jesus. Because there's none like your God. Nobody can do what you do, Lord Jesus. Father, I come before you, God, because we need you like we've never needed you before, Lord God. Father, we need to see you, Lord God. We need to see your hand move like never before, Lord Jesus. For your people, Lord God, Jesus. God, give your people strength like never before, Lord Jesus, that they can understand who they are, God, and who they are to you, God, and know that they belong to you, Lord God, and that you are working each and every situation out, God, for their good, Lord Jesus, that no matter what it looks like, God, you are still standing there in the midst, God, covering your people, Lord Jesus. Let their faith, God, in your Reboshaya be revived like never before, Lord Jesus, that they will know, God, that they know, God, that you will do any and everything, God, that is needed to protect them and guide them in this time, God. We cannot faint right now, God. We must stand in faith like never before, Lord God. We must know, God, your word like never before, Lord Jesus. And, Father, we must understand, God, that you love us, God, with a heart like never before, Lord Jesus, that nobody can love us like you do, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, God. Thank you for keeping our family, Lord God, Jesus, in the midst of this all, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing the church together, God, the world together, Lord Jesus, like never before. The church world cannot fade right now, God. The world is watching, God. We thank God. God, if we thank God, they will fail, Lord Jesus. They won't understand who you are, God. So we must stand strong, Lord, like never before, Lord Jesus. We must come together, God. God, let unity, God, like never before, take hold of the church world, Lord God. God, that we can stop the bickering, the arguing, and the fighting, God, amongst us, Lord. We are your saints, God, and we belong to you, Lord Jesus. God, and we must stand and strong, Lord Jesus, and gird up like never before, God, <laughs> in our holy armor, Lord Jesus, and stand, Lord Jesus, like never before, Lord God. Father, help us, Lord Jesus, to continue, Lord God, to push forward, Lord Jesus, walking in you like never before, Lord God, that our light will shine brighter than ever, Lord Jesus, in this world, Lord Jesus. The people, God, are hurting, Lord Jesus, around us, Lord God, so we we must be the light, God. We must be the encouragement, Lord Jesus. So, Father, continue, Lord God, to strengthen us, Lord Jesus, and help us to see you like never before, Lord Jesus. Late in the midnight hour, God, we know that you're working it out, Lord Jesus, and you're turning it around, God. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. This week, God, 
Let God under the Moshiach, a joy overtake your people like never before, Lord Jesus. Let the spirit of expectation, God, overtake your people like never before, God. That they begin, God, to see, Lord, your hand move, Lord Jesus, in every situation. Even in the little things, God, they see you moving, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for keeping, Lord Jesus, your people, Lord Jesus, and keeping our men of God, Lord Jesus. I thank you for keeping our apostle and strengthening, Lord God, and healing his body, Lord God, and keeping his family, God, strong in this time, Lord God, that they can continue, God, to undergird him, Lord Jesus, and keep him, Lord Jesus. Encourage, Lord Jesus, in the midst of this all, Lord Jesus. Continue, God, to keep his wife, God. Strengthen her, Lord God, and let her know, God, that you love her, God, and that you're right there with her, God, walking with her, God, and strengthening her, Lord Jesus. God, as she stand next to her husband, Lord Jesus. Father, keep his children, God, and let them know, God, that you got this, Lord Jesus, that everything works according to your will and your purpose, Lord God. Everything is for a reason, God. Even though we don't like what it looks like, God, you are yet in the midst, Lord Jesus. And, Father, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, God, that your people, God, see you, Lord Jesus, in this situation, God. The church see you, Lord, and understand, Lord Jesus, that you're doing this, God, that you got this, Lord Jesus, and they will not faint, Lord Jesus, but stand strong and undergird the woman of God and the man of God like never before, Lord Jesus. Everything we you do, God, is for a reason and a purpose, God. You, everything that happens, God, you allow it, Lord Jesus. So we know, God, nothing can happen unless you allow it, Lord Jesus. So something good has to come out of this, Lord Jesus. Something good is coming out of this, Lord Jesus. And, Lord, we know who you are, Lord Jesus. And we know whose we are, Lord God. We belong to you, Lord Jesus. We are your children. We are your saints, Lord God. And we shall stand strong. We shall stand gird up, Lord Jesus, and be the men and, God, men and women of God that you call us to be, Lord Jesus, teaching and preaching your word, God, and speaking your word, speaking life, Lord God, in situations, Lord Jesus, like never before. Bind up the negativity right now in the name of of Jesus. I cast it back into the pits of hell from which it come, Lord Jesus. It shall not have a way, Lord Jesus, in this, in this time, Lord Jesus, for we shall stay positive, God, and speak your word, Lord Jesus. As we go out each and every day, Lord Jesus, and as we walk in our homes, Lord God, we shall speak your word, Lord Jesus. We shall speak positivity, Lord God, Jesus. We shall speak encouragement, Lord Jesus. We shall speak in faith like never before, Lord Jesus. Let our faith rise up. I lose faith upon your people like never before. I lose joy under the Moshiach. I lose your holy power upon your people, Lord Jesus. God, thank you for your angels that's gird about us, Lord Jesus, keeping us and walking with us, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the hedge of protection that you put around us, God, that everywhere that we go, Lord Jesus, you are yet with us, Lord Jesus. You are walking with us. You are talking with us. You are encouraging us, Lord. And your Holy Spirit is soothing us even in the midnight hour, God. Begin to minister, God, to your people in their dreams, Lord, like never before, Lord God, and letting them know, God, that you are yet there, God, that you are walking and talking and using them according to your will and your purpose, God. Let your visions come forth like never before, Lord Jesus, for your people, Lord. We need to see manifestation like never before, Lord God. Manifestation of your promises, Lord God, of the things that you've spoken, Lord Jesus, in this time, Lord Jesus. 
things that shall come forth, Lord, like never before. Blessings on blessings on blessings this week, Lord, like never before, Lord Jesus, on your people, God. Blessings everywhere that we turn, Lord God. Everywhere that we go, Lord, let blessings overtake us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your blood trickling down upon your people, God, like never before, Lord Jesus. These are your servants, God, and they need you, God. They need you like never before, Lord Jesus. Maria grow. Recover the house of Judah, sanctuary of praise, God. Right now, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, Lord Jesus. I know that you're working it out, God. I know that you're working it out, Lord Jesus. Each and every situation, God. Each and every problem, God. Whatever it may be, God, you're working it out, Lord Jesus, because you got this, Lord Jesus. This is your business, Lord Jesus. And help us, God, to stay out of your business and let you work, God, and get our hands off for the things that we don't supposed to be in, God, and do, God, what you called us to do, Lord Jesus, and that's to stand firm in faith, Lord, like never before, Lord Jesus. I speak to faith, faith arise, faith arise, faith arise, I'm the rebel shire. Like never before, Lord Jesus. Faith, faith, faith. Glory, 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 glory. Let joy, joy, joy in your people's hearts, Lord Jesus. Let the love of God overtake your people. Let love overtake us so, Lord God, that it just pours out into each other. Like never before. Everywhere we go, God, that people just begin to see love. Like never before, Lord Jesus. Agape love like never before, Lord Jesus. We are your people, God, and we are sisters and brothers in Christ, God. We are your children, God. Let the love of Christ overtake us like never before, Lord Jesus. God, let the world see the love in us, Lord Jesus, like never before, Lord God. That we can draw them, Lord Jesus, like never before, Lord God. This is the time, God, that love needs to be stronger than ever, Lord Jesus. We must, God, be the example, Lord God, to the world, Lord Jesus, and to the people around us, Lord God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to your name, Lord Jesus. You are the potter and we are the clay, God. We are standing on the wheel, Lord, that you can do what you need to do with us, Lord God. We are your servants, God, and we belong to you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for what you're about to do, God. We thank you for what you're about to do, God. The great miracles that shall manifest, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God. Oh, God, Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, 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 hallelujah, Jesus, we thank you, Lord God. For nobody can do what you do, God. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Nobody can move like you do, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, nobody can beat you doing what you do, Lord Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, glory, 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 God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for good reports, Lord Jesus. Everywhere, Lord Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for healing in the families, Lord God. Healing in the families, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are holy, you are righteous, you are true, God. Yes, Lord Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, God. 
Glory, glory, glory. Have your way this day, God. Have your way, have your way, God. We take our hands off of your business, Lord God, that you can have your way, that you can move in us, Lord God, that we will not hinder what you need to do in us, Lord Jesus. God, Jesus, that we can stand, Lord God, and be what you need us to be, Lord Jesus. Glory, hallelujah, I thank you, I praise you, and I magnify you, God. On this day, God, let your word come forth, Lord God. And when it comes forth, Lord Jesus, let it fall on good ground, Lord Jesus, good soil, Lord Jesus, that it will touch your people where it needs to, Lord God, and be what it needs to be to encourage, Lord, and lift God, and strengthen, Lord Jesus, and help us, God, to go up to the next level, God, that you need us to go, Lord Jesus, and continue, God, to elevate in your anointing, God, and be strong in you, Lord Jesus. For, God, we are yours, Lord Jesus. We know, God, that we are in Christ. Yes, Lord Jesus. And Christ Jesus is in us, Lord. God, 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 Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, have your way this day like never before. Let the worship be strong on your people, God. Let the praise be strong on your people, God. Let them praise you like never before. Let the praise take them through like never before, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, God. I give you the glory. I give you the praise. I give you the honor, God. For every praise is to our God. And we know, God, that it will get better, Lord Jesus. It will get better, Lord Jesus. No matter what it looks like, God, you are yet in the midst, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, God. I thank you for joy everlasting. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you for faith arising, God. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Ah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Ah, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. I thank you, thank you. Glory, hallelujah. I give you the praise, and I ask all these things, God, in your mighty son Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, to your name, God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to your name. Sister Toya, you went on into that throne, girl. Woo, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we bless your name on this morning, Father. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you, Lord, for taking us to a higher place in prayer, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, saints. Good morning. Oh, hallelujah. Mm. Oh, Sister Toya. Ooh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name this morning, God. Oh, we bless your name this morning, God. Oh, we bless your name this morning, God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, God, for just hiding me behind the cross, Father. Thank you, God. Forgive me words to speak to your people this morning, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving me strength, God, to keep going, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, to let me see you when I can't see nobody else, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I ask that your people this morning, God, their eyes and ears and their heart be cleared, God, with the with the blood of Jesus, Father. So they can receive your word, Father. 
And, Father, allow me to be clean and clear, Father, that I can deliver the word that you have given to me to, unto your people. So, Father, we praise you on this morning. We magnify you on this morning, Father. And as we go forth this morning, Father, just be with each and every one of us, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to your name. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, saints. This is First Lady Yvette Brooks. Um, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, um, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Forgive me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. No, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is so good to us. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to your name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. This morning, God has given us a word that when I tell you that word had to come through me, (laughs) and it hurt coming through me, teaching me things, and I pray that you are blessed by this word this morning. And I ask that as I go forth that you pray for my strength, you pray for Apostle Brooks. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. This morning I'll be coming from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, and Matthew 22 verses 37 through 40. Again, those chapters, those um, scriptures, Proverbs 3, 1 through 6, Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And it reads as such. My son, and I'm reading from Proverbs 3 first. I'm sorry. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tablet of thine heart. So thou, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. This morning, I want to talk about getting in position. God is still blessing. Get in position. God is still blessing. If you look at these scriptures that I just read, Proverbs 3, 1 through 6, you see some directions from God, destination and outcome, to a destination or outcome. God has given us some um, instructions here, some commandments here. He says, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. He's given us some commandments because there's a destination and outcome that he wants. God is saying if we do this, then this, will, this is what happens. That's what cause and effect is. When we do something, there's an effect of it. Whether it's negative or whether it's good, there's an effect when we do something. We also know, know those things as consequences. So let's look at some instructions that he's given us this morning. It says, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. This instruction here is not only to use our mind, but also our heart. There can, there can be no excuse, none whatsoever, 
when Jesus comes back for his people, that we can say, well, I didn't know or I forgot. No, he's telling us in, in, in this instruction, in this commandment, he's telling us, forget not and let your heart keep. Keep what? The commandments. Forget what? Not my law. When we do this, we are positioning ourselves to be used by God. So now I, I know we're in the Old Testament, and uh, I know some of you scholars on the law want to say, well, he's not, we're not to keep the law. We're under grace. So in, in Matthew 22, 37, and 40, he ties old and new together. And I want to tell you, a commandment is an act or power of commanding. So God is telling us. He has this power to command us to do something. When we, um, he is our father. When our parents um, tell us to do something, you do it or there's a consequence. It's the same thing with God. Because he is our father, our heavenly father, when he gives us a commandment, when, he has, when he's telling us he's commanding us to do something, there's a consequence when we don't do it. But there's also a consequence. There's also um, a thing that when we do do it, there's a blessing that comes out of there. So in, in the Old Testament and New Testament, he, he, puts the, he pulls it together, Matthew 22, 37 through 40. So to the Pharisees, one of the Pharisees questioned Jesus, and he asked him, what was the greatest commandment in the law? And in verse 37, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On, and I'm reading verse 40, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So this morning we're tying in what God is telling us. God, God is speaking to us about love. God, we, we uh, Mother Curtis taught a few weeks ago about love. We know love. We know the uh, different types of love. We we say we love one another. We are um, we use the word very loosely. I love to eat this. I love to go here. I love to wear this color. That's my face. I love. I love. I love. I love everything about us. We love. We use the word so loosely, but I want us to understand that when we're talking about what God is commanding for us to do. Even It doesn't matter. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care what ministry you have. There's something God is saying to us. He's saying the greatest commandment is thy shall love thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, with all your mind. That's telling us that our entire being should be in love with God. The second commandment is thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. There's some things we will do to each other that we wouldn't even dare somebody to do to us. And, and these two commandments hang on all the law. So when we, when we do this, when we do not forget the law, when we let our hearts keep God's commandment, what is he saying to us? There's a blessing. He says, for length of days and long life, this is verse 2, and peace shall they, they add to thee. So you're telling me if I do this, if I do not forget your law, and I let my heart keep your commandments, my days will be lengthened? And I will have a long life. And not only on top of that, during this, I will have peace. This will be added onto me. See, our days, we know 24 hours. Sometimes, you know, uh, children, uh, work, whatever you have to do, school, it seems like there's enough, not, not enough hours in the day. And sometimes it just seems like we just can't get enough done. And so we, so we forget. We, there's some things that we forget. Have you ever forgot to pray? Have you ever forgot to study that day? Have you ever forgot just to breathe? 
The other day, I forgot to eat for almost three days, and I don't even know how I did that because I like me some food. But for the other day, I just forgot. I, when, I, when I thought about why am I shaking, why am I feeling so lethargic and weak, I went back in my mind, and the Holy Spirit said, you have not eaten. You have not eaten in three days. Have you ever been in that position where you just forget? You just forget some stuff because you're so focused on so much other things that you just forget. Well, God is telling us this morning, I, I don't need you to forget. I don't, I want, there's some things I need you to not only remember, but I need you to keep them in your heart. So when we do this, our days, our days will be lengthened. We will have a long life, and peace will be added unto us. Have you ever been somewhere where you pray for somebody or God um, tells you to encourage somebody or and no matter how hectic your day is, no matter what's going on, you could just be running to the grocery store right after work. You just want to get home. That's all you want to do. But somebody there, God is saying to you, I need you to pray for them. Or somebody calls you on your phone, and even though you have a million and one things to do, God tells you, I need you to do something for them. And doesn't it seem like when you get done doing what God wants you to do, your day looks like it seems like it gets a little bit easier for you? It's not as hectic as it was before. It seems like whatever was going on before you, it's like you get refocused. Because you, I, 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 I dare you to pray for somebody, to encourage somebody, and you don't even be encouraged. I dare you to pray for somebody and you don't see yourself in that prayer or something that God has delivered you from and that, that's where you are. You, you're at a place where you can pray for somebody right now. Your, your whole day becomes refocused. Whatever hamburger meat you was picking up at the grocery store or whatever was making you mad at your job or whatever happened earlier that day, it, your, your focus changes. See, so God is even telling us when we, when we keep our commandment, which he tells us, when, when, we, when we don't let those things go, when we remember it and our heart is filled with it, our day becomes longer. So now when you started your day, you didn't think you had enough day for all the stuff you needed to do. But when we do what God wants us to do, that day, it, it seems like it just goes on and on and on, and it gets better and better and better. And because our days are lengthened, our life is long. You can't have long days and not have a long life. So you're, you're in spiritual realm, we, in, in, I mean, in earthly realm, we say we have 24 hours a day. Maybe 12 of those hours we're running. We're running, running. You go to an eight-hour job and let's say your kid has sports or whatever, sometimes you don't get home for 12, 13, 14 hours. But God is saying, if you do what I tell you to do, not only in spiritual time, your day will seem like it went by a breeze because you're doing, you're in position to do what I want you to do. Why? Because you kept something. You, you, you didn't forget something. You didn't forget my law. You didn't, you didn't forget that your heart was supposed to keep my commandments. See, the commandment is to love. The commandment is to love. Love God with everything, with your whole being. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love. Love is what he's talking about here. He, he, there's so much. We know that there are hundreds of commandments in the Bible. There's so many things that God wants us to do. But there's nothing that we can do without, if we don't have love. He tells you in verse 40, he says, all these two commandments hang on all the law and all the prophets, meaning everything, all the laws that was given, all the prophets that are present. These two commandments 
is what is it was keeping them. It's what was holding them. It's what was hanging on them. It's what the, the foundation of it was. It was love. So our day becomes better. Our, our day seems like, man, that, it, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. By the time we get home, it just seems like, yeah, we may still be a little tired. But doesn't praying for somebody or encouraging somebody, doesn't that do something for you? When, when you're in position for God to use you, the first thing we want to do is look at God. Look at God. That's what we say. Look at God. Look, at, look, look, look how God positioned you to be somewhere so he can lengthen your day. Look at how God has positioned you in this lifetime, where you are right now. Can you look back over your past and you can say, I, I, God has given me a good life. Yeah, there's some hiccups. There's some things going on. And even right now, you may be in the midst of something. But overall, you can say, I've had a good life. God has given me a long life. See, long life doesn't mean you're 100. Long life doesn't mean that you're 50. You can be 12 and have a good life because you follow God. You can be 8 and follow God and have a good life. We're not talking about death. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about age. We're talking about the content of your life, the quality of your life, not the quantity. The quality of your life is what we're talking about because you choose to follow the commandment. Jesus said there's only two, love. They both begin with love. Love God, love thy neighbor. Love God, love thy neighbor. When we do those things, we put ourselves in position because guess what? We, we don't forget love. Each and every one of us want love, love from uh, a significant other, love from our parents, love from siblings, love from people. We just, we want love. We function on love. So for us to live the life that we want God to use, the, to be vessels for God to use, we have to love. We have to. Living a long life, Jesus, his ministry was three years. He did three years of ministry, just three years. And in those three years, it impacted the world. Thousands of years later, we're talking about what Jesus did. And he only did his ministry for three years. So it goes back to tell you, I'm not talking about the quantity of years you have in this life. I'm talking about the quality of years you have in this life. Jesus was compassionate. You can't have compassion without love. You can't. You can't have compassion if your heart is hard. It, there's no way you can do it. Now, you can fake it. You can say the right stuff. But Jesus had compassion. And in those three years, he impacted the entire world. Thousands of, year, thousands of years later, we're still talking about those three years. The three years that he we're still talking about it. We're talking about it this morning. So what I'm telling you is, is that when God, when you are trying to be, when you are in position where God wants you to be, there is blessings that come after that. Blessings. The, the, the peace. Do you, he's not saying if you do this and this and this. Uh, he's saying and peace. Not only am I going to give you long days and a long life, I'm going to give you peace. So you will have peace to go through these long days. You will have peace to go through this long life. You will have peace, peace, peace. People don't understand that. Do you know what you can accomplish when you have peace in your life? It doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter what people do around you. When you have peace in your life, you will not 
I promise you, you will not look like what you're going through. You, you won't do that because God is saying, I, your days is long. I'm, I'm, I'm lengthening your days. I'm lengthening your life. And in the midst of that, oh, it's going to be some trials and tribulations, but I'm going to give you peace through all that. Amen? So when we position ourselves to God's will, to his commandment, it concludes the peace. It includes peace. Peace can get you through some stuff. You hear me? Peace will get you through some stuff. I don't care what you go through. If you have peace, it don't care if you don't even understand what's happening. Peace will get you through. Peace will deliver you to that next level. Peace will make you, let you encourage in the midst of you going through your trials and tribulations. Peace will do that for you. Let's look at verse 3. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them up upon the tablet of that heart. Do not turn away from mercy and always stand for truth. That's what that is saying. Always stand for truth and don't turn away from mercy. If you turn away from mercy, then you're saying you don't want the mercy from God. God has given us mercy. How can we not give other people mercy? See, again, that goes back to love. You have to love God. You have to love people to give mercy. See, when you're sitting up there stubborn, when you're mad, you're angry, you don't want to forgive, it's because you don't know what love is. You don't even know what love is. I have encountered people that don't even know how to receive love, don't even know what love looks like, because all they know is themselves, because they're bitter or they're hurt, and they don't understand that the mercy God has given them, it stems from love. God gives us mercy because he loves us. So how dare us not give love? Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Don't let it leave you. Stand for truth. And don't let mercy get away from you. Bind them around your neck. What are we binding? The commandments. The commandments that Jesus talks about is love. Bind it. See, now this is a spiritual, physical meaning. And listen to I'm going to repeat that. This is a spiritual, physical meaning. Bind them around your neck. I'm not saying walk around physically with a sign on it so people can see. But what I am saying spiritually is if you bind this around your neck, you can't turn left and right because it's securely, it's restraining you to look forward, to look straight forward. When we bind what God is saying to us, when we bind commandments, when we bind love around our neck, we, don't, we, we can't look left and right. You know why? Because left and right isn't important to us. Left and right is ourselves and the world. You got ourselves on the left, the world on the right, and God in front of us. So when we bind ourselves, when we, when we bind it around our neck, that's why I say it's a spiritual, physical meaning. It's not saying put a sign on you. What it's saying is I'm going to restrain it. I'm going to secure this around my neck so I don't turn left and right. I don't get distracted by what's going on around me, but I can look forward because when I look at love, I'm looking forward. I'm not looking at people. I'm not looking at things. I'm not looking at myself. I'm looking forward to what God has. Write it upon my heart. Write it upon your heart, the tablet of your heart. It's like the tablet in the ark of in the tablet in the ark of the covenant. When we choose to follow God and His commandment, we're entering into a covenant with Him. See, when we choose to love God with all of us and we choose to love our neighbor, we enter into a covenant with him. The covenant is saying, I, Yvette, say your name, I, whoever what your name is, whoever on the prayer line, I, say it, I, enter a covenant 
with you, God. The covenant is I love you. The covenant is I want to be in position. The covenant is I will love my neighbor. The covenant is I will love in spite of. I will show mercy in spite of. That's, that, that's what that is saying. I, I, I will stand for truth in spite of. Why? Because I'm entering a covenant with you. The tablet that, 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 that I'm writing on my heart like a tablet. Write them upon the table of thine heart. The table, the, there's, there, it's something that you're writing upon. It's just like the tablet. In the, you're making a covenant with him. You're making a covenant with God to say, I agree with you no matter what I am doing. Wherever I am, I am in position for you to use me. And when we do that, verse 4, here comes our blessing. Come on now, here comes our blessing. So shall thy found favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. When we focus on God and what he wills for us, we find favor. You know, we say that saying favor isn't fair, but do we really believe that? See, because some of us, we say favor ain't fair, but then we get mad when the other person gets favor and we don't get the favor. See, favor doesn't mean everybody around you gets it. You could be in the same position as everybody else. You could be in the same line, at the same place, doing the same thing, buying the same thing, going to the same, and guess what? One person out of there or a couple people out there will get favor, even though you were there doing the exact same thing. Now, people around you may get blessed because of your favor, but your favor belongs to you. See, it says, so thou shalt thou find favor. It don't say, so shall everybody around you find favor. It says, so shalt you. Thou means you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. God gives it to you. Not only do you have favor with God, but it says, and man. That means in heavenly realms you have favor, and on earth you do too. Why? Because you've entered into a covenant with God. There's some things that you've done. There, there's, a, there, you, you, there's some things that God commanding us to do that you've accepted, that you're saying, okay, Lord, I enter this, into this covenant with you. On the table of my heart, I'll write whatever you want me to write, God. You want me to write the commandments? I'll write them. You want me to bind them around my neck? I will do it. I, I will do it, God. You don't want me to forget? I won't forget. You, you want me to put it in my heart? I'll put it in my heart. God has said, I not only give you favor in heavenly realms, but I'll give you favor on earth too. With man, with man, I will give you flavor. See, some people right now looking at you, and they don't understand how you keep having doors open for you and why you keep escaping the impossible, or how it seems that blessings just keep overflowing on you over and over and over. It's because you have chosen to not position yourself in the world and what the world says success is, but what God is saying, how to obtain it. See, what God said, how to obtain it, I'm, I'm giving it to you this morning. Proverbs 3. One through, one, one through six, I'm telling you how to obtain favor. I'm telling you what to do to get good understanding in the sight of God and man. See, we, we think that it's works. We think, it's, we think it's something that, oh, it's grand, and it's, it's something mysterious that God wants us to do. But right here in, the, in, in Proverbs, it tells us what he wants us to do. In Matthew, it tells us what he wants us to do. He wants us to love. To love puts you in position where God wants you to be. 
Love puts you in a position for favor. Love puts you in a position for blessing. Love puts you in a position with God. Love puts you in a covenant with God. That's all it is. It's, it's, I'm giving you the answer. There's nothing mysterious about this. There, we don't have to go searching for this. God has given it to us this morning. He says all, everything, all the law, all the prophets, it, it hangs off of these. These two commandments, it hangs off of the law and the prophets. So God is telling us how to obtain it. God gives us guidelines. He's giving it to us. That's what these are. These are just these are these are commandments and guidelines on what we're supposed to do. See, what we have to understand that if we allow God to position ourselves, position us to what He wants us to be, then guess what? That it sustains the test of time. See, the, the blessings of God don't uh, come and go. That's not how it works. So uh, let me explain. Today, you something may happen, and you be like, oh, God blessed, God blessed. It don't, just because tomorrow happens and it doesn't happen again, that don't mean that it negates what God did the day before. See, God is in the, and, and he, that's his job. He blesses. He blesses. It may not look like what I get may, blessing may not be what you get. See, I, I don't think um, blessings is just money. I don't think blessing is just material things. Sometimes blessing is just a good night's sleep. Sometimes blessing is that peace. Sometimes blessing is that joy. Sometimes blessing is that understanding, that favor that God gives us in the sight of himself and man. So, so when, we, when God is blessing us, it's not what we think it should be. See, we, we think when we tithe and when we, off, when we do offerings, I'm giving, I'm giving uh, all I got. Yeah, it'd be great for us to get it back financially. But sometimes the seed you're sowing is for your child to be saved. Sometimes that seed you're sowing is for things to go right in your house. That seed you're sowing is for other things. It has nothing to do with financial gain, material things. That seed you're sowing may not... It, it may not be what you think it is for. See, but when we enter into a covenant with God and we love God with all of us, all of our mind, our being, our soul, everything about us, then our covenant with God is whatever you position me to be, whatever you want me to be, I will be there and I will be that. that that's, what, that's, that's what a covenant with God looks like. See, that's what love looks like. It, it, think, when you love somebody, it's like you, you just, oh, we, you know what, these young kids, they think they know what love is. You just do whatever. And even when we were young, we thought, oh, that was love, and it wasn't. But you was willing to give your life. You, you man, you was willing to spend every minute of your day. You was willing to uh, make some D's and F's in school just so you could be with that person. You was willing to sacrifice your sleep so you could stay on the phone with that person. You was willing to get on uh, being grounded by your parents and not being able to go out just so you could stay another five minutes with that person. Well, that's what God is saying. I, hey, I, 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 love me. Love me, and I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to give you some things, and those things will sustain the test of time. There, there's nothing that God gives us that will rust. There's nothing that God gives us that will uh, moth can eat it. There's nothing that God gives us that we can't consider a blessing. There's always a blessing at the end of it, regardless of what we go through, whatever the trial and tribulation is. There's a blessing at the end of it. I said this morning in Sunday school, in the end of it, you can't see it. It's a faith walk in Christ. 
It's a faith walk. You can't see what that end is. And guess what? The end that you want may not be the end that you get. But you have to understand in the end, it's going to sustain the test of time. In the end, it's going to be a blessing for somebody. And it may be a blessing just for you. It may not even bless you. It may be a blessing for somebody else. But because you love the way God is telling you to love, you just love them on through what they got what they got blessed with, and you won't be mad. You won't be angry. You won't be because they found favor from your trial and your tribulation. Come on. Some people don't understand that because what we do has nothing to do with us. What we do has something to do with somebody down the line that we don't even see yet. It's a faith walk. Verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. This is so familiar to us. It's, it's, it's one of the best scriptures that we give people, and we say to ourselves when we don't understand something. We say, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. I'm pretty sure everybody on the prayer line have heard it. We've said it. We believe it. But I challenge you this morning because God challenged me, so I have to challenge you. When I was studying this, when I was studying this, I realized, This is what I realized. I realized we take this way out of context. We take we take this scripture. We 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 run with number five. Number five, Proverbs three and five. We run with that. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding. We run with it. But we taking it out of context, saints. You know why we're taking it out of context? Because how how you don't how do we trust God? How do we trust in the Lord, but we don't know nothing about him? See, we take five, but we don't want to look at verse one and three. Amen? We don't want to look at verse one and three. One and three tells us this. Forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Verse three. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So how can you do number five, but you ain't did number one and three yet? Because you don't know. You don't know how to trust God. Because you ain't did that. You ain't did three, one and three. So when, we, when we're saying this scripture, we need to be, and this is for all scripture, we need to be very careful what's in front of it and what's behind it. Because we've been quoting this scripture for years. For as long as I've been saved, this was one of the first scriptures I remember. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. With all thine heart, trust in the Lord. Do not lean on to my understanding. Do not lean. Do not lean. I, I don't believe what I'm doing. I got to trust in God. But how can we trust in God when we don't even know who he is? We're not even keeping his commandment. Forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandment. I told you. What did I say? Love. Love him. Love thy neighbor. How are you trusting God, but you don't even love the person sitting next to you? How are you trusting God when you don't even want to be in position because you don't, you don't love him? You don't want to do what he's telling you to do. So then you want to give me a scripture and tell me to trust in the Lord. I'm, I'm challenging you this morning. Like I said, God challenged me. Blew my mind. I said, Lord, he said they, they just trust me. Trust me to do what? They don't even know me. They don't know me. What do they want to trust me with? They haven't given me anything. They, what I've given to them, they don't even want. There's blessings. There's blessings in two, 
and four. I'm telling God, I they don't know me to trust me. They ain't into no covenant with me. Oh, because you say you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and that's all you're doing. That's all you're saying. But you haven't really surrendered yourself into that into that place where you're saying, God, have your way. God, I will not forget. God, I will let this bind around my neck. God, I will follow your commandments. God, I will not forget your laws. I will write them upon the table of my heart. I will write them. I won't forget them. Because everything I say and everything I do is about you, God. Everything I say and, and everything I do is about edifying my brother and my sister. So we, we can trust God. It's easy for us to trust God when when it's something tangible, like we're going to see it. You know, we trust God when we need $5. We trust God when we got to get to an appointment and we got to use our car to get there. We trust him with that. We trust him with the stuff that really is meaningless. But do we really trust the Lord with all of our hearts? Do we do that? That's a, that's a personal question for you. Because like I said, he said, how do they trust me? They don't even know me. You ain't even did verses 1 and 3 yet. How you trusted me? <laughs> how you trusting God? That's why it's so easy for you to lean onto your own understanding. I said a couple weeks ago, everything ain't the devil. Some stuff is just you. Some stuff is just you doing it, and you want to put it somewhere. You want to blame the devil. You want to blame sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so. But some of this stuff that you're in is you. The unhappiness you feel is you. The bitterness you feel is you. The the discombobulation is you. The double-mindedness is you. Because we've made some we made some decisions. Because what did we do? We we say we trusted God, but we still lean into our own understanding. We we still went with what we said. See that that's that's not that's not trusting God with all thine heart. What you're saying is I trust you with what I'm thinking and what I'm saying, but you ain't moving fast enough, or you're not doing what I want you to do. So I'm gonna go over here and do what I want to do, and then that's when we run into problems. We don't under we don't receive the blessings that we should receive. You you um the other day I was putting me and Kendall was putting something together and um I, I said, Well son, did you not read the directions? He was like, Mom, I didn't understand. I didn't understand what they were saying in the directions. So me and him both looking at the directions and we had to go step by step by step to get to achieve what we wanted. To achieve where you want to be in position, to achieve position with God, you have to do what he's telling you to do step by step by step. You can't skip no steps with God. Because, see, God sees everything. I know we say that, but I don't think we believe it. God sees everything that you do. God sees your ugly. God sees your pretty. God sees your good. God sees your bad. God even sees your evil. God sees that. So we can't skip, skip steps when it comes to God. We can't skip, um, we can't, we, we can skip, but you won't get the blessings. You won't be in position. You will not be, in, I can guarantee you, you will not be in position skipping around what God wants you to do. See, this is one of the things we, we love to say is, well, God told me to do this, and God told me to do that, and God told me to do this, but yet last week you said God said something else. Have you completed that yet? 
Have you completed that book? Have you completed that assignment to study what a word meant? Did you complete your assignment? Did you complete the position God put you in last month or last year, or are you just jumping because you want some more stuff for God to do, and God looking at you like, baby, come back, because you ain't even finished what I told you to do. So you can't trust God. You don't, you don't trust the Lord because you're doing what you want to do. You have your own understanding. So it says, in all thy ways, I'm in six. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, he shall direct thy path. That's a blessing. If we acknowledge he directs our path, if we trust him and we lean not into our own understanding, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, he shall direct thy path. Has anybody ever been in love? And when you're in love, and I'm talking about that, that fresh love, whether you was young or maybe you're older, it doesn't, age doesn't matter what, when you fall in love. But have you ever been in love, and, and I'm not saying you had to, it had to work out, I'm just saying have you ever been in love. And I'm not asking if you married the person or whatever, but have you ever been in love? And when you talk to people around you, every conversation is about that person, what he or she says. I, 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 I'm going to say for me. When me and Paul started dating, everything was, but he said, girl, he said, uh-uh, because he said, and he said, and we do that because of what? We want to validate that person. We're excited about that person. And we want the, the other person that we're talking to or the people we're talking to to acknowledge our new love. And that's what God is saying. I want, to be, I want you so in love with me. That's all you know how to talk about. That's all, that, I want to be acknowledged. I, I want to be acknowledged. God has said I want to be acknowledged. We want to be acknowledged when we clean the kitchen. We want to be acknowledged when we give a gift. God said I want to be acknowledged, and when if you acknowledge me, I'll direct your path. See, when we clean the kitchen, we the person that you get your, trying to get appreciated from, acknowledgement from, they can't direct your path. When you give a present and they say thank you and you want more acknowledgement, they can't direct your path. But yet God is saying if you acknowledge me, if you do what I'm telling you to do, if you do the steps that I'm giving you, I will, tell, I will give you not only these blessings, not only will I give you peace, but I will give you direction in your path so you can be in position. Position is not about us. Position is because somebody out there needs us to be in position. Position is not about things. Position is about I need to be where God wants me to be, doing what he has called me to do so that I can edify the kingdom of God, so I can edify my brother and my sister, so the building of the kingdom can continue. That's what position is. Now, you may have a title. That's not a position. I want to make that very clear today. Because you have a title does, does not mean you have position. Position doesn't even mean power when it comes to God. Position means I'm putting you exactly where I want you to be to accomplish what my, my will. That's what I want you to do. That's what position is. So when we are in love with God, we don't mind acknowledging him because everything is God, God, God. Everything is about him. We acknowledge him. We want other people to know about him. There's an excitement that we should feel for God. The great part about it is, is that we get bonuses. We get bonuses, which is our blessings. He comes along and he directs our path. Have you ever just been lost? Think about before GPS came along, we had to use them paper maps. 
Have you, have you ever just been lost? You may be lost right now. Heck, sometimes the cell phone service tower goes out and your GPS don't work, you lost. You get flustered. You get, oh, my, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I, I'm trying to, you, try, you have to pull over because you don't know where you're going. Have you ever been lost? Have you ever, do you know what that feeling is like? But God is saying, if you acknowledge me, I will direct your path. It's nothing like sitting in a house or sitting somewhere and not know where you belong, not know what to do next. And God says, acknowledge me, enter a covenant with me, love me, love your neighbor, love them. And love, he says, and I want to point this out to you, in Matthew it says, love thy neighbor as thyself. You know what that tells me? God is expecting us to even love ourselves. There has to be a level of love that we have for ourselves. If you can't love yourself, you can't love no neighbor because you don't even know what that looks like. If you don't love yourself, you, can't, you, you, you don't even know what love looks like. If you don't love yourself, how, how, it, the love that God has for us, it is so, I don't even have a word for it. It's so big and so gigantic and so, um, it's so overwhelming that sometimes it's even hard for us to allow God to love us. This morning I talked about a new life in Christ. When we come to Christ, when there's a new life in Christ, there is no condemnation. God loves us. There's things that God wants to give to us because we're his children. He loves us. So for God to say, I want you to love your neighbor like you love yourself, but if you don't love yourself, you can't love a neighbor. Do you understand that? If you can't grab a hold of God's love for you, you cannot love your neighbor. That's probably why you're mean. That's probably why you don't care. Because you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are in God. That goes back to trusting God. God said, how can you trust me? You don't know nothing about me. But if you know something about God, then you know that he loves you. You know whatever you've done, it's okay. God has washed you, and you need to accept that. So to be in position, where God wants us to be in position, there, there's, there's love that needs to be there. We can't go into covenant with God. We can't trust God. We can't bind it around our neck. There's things that we can't do without love. The prophets, the law, he said it all hangs on that law. These two commandments hang on that. They did what they did, and, and, and that, that hadn't, it don't say uh, I wrote these laws for love. The prophets are uh, prophesying because of love. But he says that's what, it, that's what it hangs on, was love and the prophet. He puts us in position. There's people in the Bible who had to be in position. There's a story that's going on in your life right now that you need to be in position. You may not understand it. People around you may not understand it. But there's a reason that you're going through it because you need to be in position. Maybe God's trying to teach you about love. Maybe God's trying to teach you about mercy. Maybe God's trying to teach you about peace. Maybe God's trying to teach you how not to forget his commandments. Abram had to be in position to be, in, to be turned into Abraham. If he would have never left, he would have never became Abraham. Jacob, he had to be in position to be Israel. He had to be in position. He had to be in position. He, he, he wrestled with an angel to be blessed. I'm not letting you go till you bless me. He had to be in position to do that. 
we have to be in position. Simon, Peter, he had to be in position. See, I'm giving you these characters, and I'm changing their names for you because I need you to understand this morning. Change your name. Change who you are. Get into covenant with God because maybe your name just needs to be child of God right now. Maybe your name just, that's all it needs to be is child of God. Lord, I'm a child of God. Lord, I'm a, Lord look upon me. I'm, I'm your child, Lord. Maybe that's what your name needs to change to because you've forgotten who you are in God. You've forgotten who God is. You've forgotten about love. So change your name this morning. You, you need a new identity. You need new identity. God is telling you in Proverbs 3, 1 through 6, Hey, I'm giving you some directions. I'm giving you some commandments. Now I need you to do something because this is what happens is I'm going to put you in position and I'm going to give you some stuff, some blessings, some things that's going to sustain the test of time. Because every time you go through a trial and tribulation, you'll be able to lean on that past experience and say, he done brought me through. He ain't going to leave me now. This morning, I want to encourage you, get in position with God because he's still blessing you. It may not look like it. It may not even feel like it. But get in position. Ask God where your position is supposed to be. Look at Proverbs 1 through 6 again today. He tells you what he wants from you. He tells you what he wants from you, and in verse 6 he says, and he shall direct thy path. You know, that, that tells you right there. He's going to put you in position. Get in position this morning. Get in position. God is still blessing you. It don't look like it. It don't feel like it. I know it, but God is still blessing you. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you, Father, because in spite of who we are, God, you still bless us. Even when we stumble and fall, God, you still allow. Even today, you allowed us to get up, to get in position, to do your will, to have your way with us. So, Lord, we just say hallelujah to you today. Because while we have breath in our bodies, you're allowing us to get in position today. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late to get in position, and we thank you for that, God. But thank you for whatever we did this morning or whatever happened last night or last week, that today at this very moment you're letting us know that we can get in position with you, that we can walk with you, that we can bind this around our necks, and that we can love, love you. We can just enter a covenant with you. We can love you and love our neighbor. We can love ourselves because there is no condemnation. We can be free in you, God, which allows us to be free with our brother and our sister, be free with somebody who is being nasty to us, be free because they have an attitude, but I choose not to. Be free. Be free to be in position because what you say is what matters. Thank you, Lord, for revelation. Thank you for thought, God. Thank you for changing our identity in you, God. Thank you for a new life in you. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace and the God of love, and peace shall be with you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Please stay on the prayer line for the ones that um, received their communion yesterday. Um, Sister Montina, can you unmute Brother Wafer? He will be ministering communion this morning. Brother Wafer, are you there? Yes, I'm here. 
Can you hear me? Go ahead. Yes, sir, I do. Go ahead. Let's have for that word this morning. If everyone is prepared and you have your cups, make sure you have everything ready. I'm going to do mine now. We're going to take the, the bread and we're going to place it in our right hand. And although we're not staying in everyone's presence, go ahead and do this there, here in, there in your homes. The scripture, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, first before we start, forgive me, dear Heavenly Father, as we go before your people, Lord, to take the bread and the sacrifice that you've given. Lord, you've said in your word, as often as we do this, we do this in remembrance of you. God, we ask that you cleanse our minds and cleanse our hearts. Oh, God, prepare ourselves for you. If there's anyone now that needs to think of forgiveness or, or you know, forgive someone in their hearts and their minds, take a moment to do that now. Amen. Now we may proceed. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's all take and eat together. In the same manner, let's take the cup in our right hand and hold it up before the Lord. In the same way also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's all drink together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time to, to take of your bread and your body and drink of your blood. Oh, God, we ask you to cleanse our minds, cleanse our hearts. Protect us as we go about this day. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. First Lady. Uh, thank you, Brother Wa- uh, Elder Wafer. Um, uh, brothers and sisters, I just thank you for um, your faithfulness. Thank you for... Uh, Thank you for your faithfulness to um, Apostle Brooks and to Judah Sanctuary of Praise. I can't thank you enough for all that. Um, I just want to take a moment and thank everybody for everything that they've done for my family. For um, Just thank you so much. Words, I don't have enough words for that, but I, I felt the, just, I just, just gratitude is all I can say. Thank you for everything. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for um, just Everything, everything that you do for us, I do appreciate you. Uh, please keep continuing uplifting Apostle in prayer. Um, be faithful to your tithes and your giving. Uh, Sister Sarah should be at the church today. Um, I think um, Sister Martina sent out an announcement about the time. And uh, be good to one another. Be in position to be good to one another. Stay faithful to one another. Stay faithful to God. I love you. God bless you. And as Apostle say, I'm out.